The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. With John Leonetti. That broadcast school has really paid off. Deacon Mark Campbell. Mark Amadeo. And Deacon Tony Valdez. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining me today. John Leonetti here on the Catholic Morning Show, Wednesday, February 28th. we got a great one in store for you today. 7.15 today, Eustace Wolfington is going to be on. Eustace is the executive producer of Cabrini on the life and story of Mother Cabrini that is uh, hitting theaters, and we're going to have all the details for you on that. Uh, but Eustace has really put together a, just a magnificent film, and this was put together a, a number of years ago, a few years ago, and um, now he has partnered with Angel Studios to bring it to theaters. So we'll uh, talk to Eustace Wolfington at 7.15 today. 7.45, Susan Tassoni is back on the show. She's uh, otherwise affectionately known as the Purgatory Lady. Lady. And we're going to talk about today purgatory and Lent. Why Lent's such a good time to be able to pray for these holy souls. Uh, we'll have the, her on today. I think that's what we're going to talk about, but she normally steers that conversation. So she's just a, a passionate, incredible woman, knowledgeable as all get out when it comes to purgatory. I know I've learned so much from her. Uh, that's at 745 today. You're definitely not going to want to miss that. All right, Deacon Tony, let's offer our day to our Lord with our morning offering. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, protect us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to your top news headlines, stories of the day. Thank you, John. News today brought to you by the St. Sarah Club of Des Moines and the Sarah Club of Council Bluffs, an apostolate of the worldwide Catholic Church dedicated to fostering and supporting priesthood and religious vocations. Learn more more at joinsarah.org. A federal court on Tuesday dismissed a legal challenge to Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds' policy prohibiting schools from instituting mask requirements, which was brought by families of students with disabilities during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. The ruling marks the conclusion of the years-long court battle originating in the fall of 2021 with a lawsuit alleging that Reynolds violated federal disability law by preventing schools from adopting mask mandates as an accommodation for students with disabilities. The lawsuit was filed by the American Civil Liberties Union of Iowa and Disability Rights Iowa, among others, on behalf of Iowa families, the Arc of Iowa, a disability advocacy organization, citing the heightened risk to students with disabilities. The court dismissed the claim, saying they did not clearly establish a connection between the law or its enforcement by Reynolds and the alleged risks or injury of enduring COVID-19. President Joe Biden and former President Donald Trump won the Michigan primaries on Tuesday, further solidifying the all-but-certain rematch between the two men. Democrats were closely watching the results of the uncommitted vote as Michigan has become the epicenter for dissatisfied members of Biden's coalition that propelled him to victory in the 2020 election. The number of uncommitted votes surpassed 10,000, surpassing a goal set by organizers of this year's protesting effort. Trump has now swept the first five states on the Republican primary calendar. His victory in Michigan over his last major primary challenger, former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley, comes after the former president defeated her by 20 percentage points in her home state of South Carolina on Saturday. The Trump campaign is looking to lock up the 1,215 delegates needed to secure the Republican nomination sometime in mid-March. Many Iowans know that the girls' high school state basketball tournament has a reputation for bad weather, winter storms specifically. 
But is that reputation deserved? To answer that question, KCCI meteorologist Zane Satre dug through nearly 90 years of tournament weather history and found only three girls' state tournaments have coincided with winter storm-level snowfall in Des Moines, meaning at least six inches over a two-day period. Only one of the five tournaments experienced snowfall. It only one in five tournaments experienced snowfall of at least one inch, while more than half of the tournaments have been completely snow-free. Ironically, there's been no state tournament snow in Des Moines since a 2013 storm that dropped over nine inches of snow, meaning the last 10 years have been the longest snow-free stretch since the tournament moved to late February and early March. John, in the next half hour, I'll have more on why the girls' state tournament may have such a bad rap. Mm. Let's go to Mark Amadeo with the scoreboard update. In sports on your Wednesday morning, last night, men's college basketball in the Big Ten. The Iowa Hawkeyes pick up a win at home as they defeated Penn State 90-81 at Carver Hawkeye Arena in Iowa City. Hawkeyes now in a tie for sixth place in the Big Ten with a 9-9 conference mark. Then the Hawkeyes were led by Peyton Sanford's first career triple-double, 26 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists. In Missouri Valley Conference men's basketball, the Northern Iowa Panthers pick up a win at home. Northern Iowa defeated Valparaiso 68-54 to at McLeod Center in Cedar Falls. The Panthers now 11-8 in the Missouri Valley Conference in fifth place. Tonight, men's college basketball in the Big 12. It's Oklahoma at number 8, Iowa State. They'll tip off at 7 o'clock at Hilton Coliseum in Ames. Iowa State is a 9.5-point favorite at home. And in Missouri Valley Conference men's basketball tonight, Drake is at Illinois Chicago. They'll tip off at 7 o'clock in Chicago, Illinois. Drake is an 8.5-point favorite on the road. The Bulldogs in second place, while Illinois-Chicago is in 11th place in the Missouri Valley Conference. Tonight in women's college basketball in the Big Ten, six-ranked Iowa on the road at Minnesota. They'll tip off at 8 o'clock at Williams Arena in Minneapolis. Hawkeyes in third place with a conference mark of 13-3, while Minnesota is tied for 11th with a 5-11 conference mark. And in Big 12 women's college basketball tonight, Iowa State on the road at number 15, Kansas State. They'll tip off at 6.30 in Manhattan, Kansas. The Wildcats in third place in the Big 12 with a 12 and 4 conference mark, while Iowa State in sixth place with a 10 and 6 conference mark. And Thursday morning, we'll have girls' state basketball coverage here on most of these Iowa Catholic radio network stations. Class 5A semifinals. It'll be number three seed Dowling Catholic with a record of 20 and 4, taking on seventh seed Cedar Falls with a record of 23 and 1. Our pregame coverage begins tomorrow morning at 11.30 with tip-off at 11.45 from Wells Fargo Arena in downtown Des Moines. Join Scott Babinat and me for the broadcast here on most of these Iowa Catholic Radio Network stations. And with your Wednesday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo. Thank you, Mark. Here's a look at today's forecast brought to you by Confluence Brewing Company, hosting Theology on Tap. Friday, March 15th at 6 p.m., John Wynn from the Diocese of Des Moines will discuss the question, what does it mean to be human? Today, we're going to look at uh, sunny conditions, breezy with much cooler highs, only reaching into the lower 30s, overnight clear, lows in the lower 20s, with south winds gusting up to 20 miles per hour after midnight. And tomorrow, Thursday, sunny, breezy, and not as cool, with highs reaching the upper 50s. We'll see winds out of the south with gusts up to 35 miles per hour. Currently around the Iowa listening, Catholic Radio listening area, we have Ames checking in at 7 degrees, Fairfield at 13, 
Des Moines at 9 and a feels-like temperature of negative 8 in Creston at 11. The mm. Iowa Catholic Radio time is 7.07. We'll have more news, sports, and weather coming up in the next half hour. John? feels cold out there this it, morning. It is. It, it, oh. This has been... Uh, there was a, a map I saw. Somebody sh- 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 sent me a screen uh, capture of a map. And it, there was a point as that cold front was moving through, it was still down it, down in, like, Ottumwa. It was 71 degrees. Mm. And I think Sioux City was somewhere around 25 degrees. There was yeah. a 50-degree swing across the state. Pretty, pretty, pretty... Amazing. Well, that's Iowa, right? Yeah. I mean, if you don't, if you don't like it, well, I mean, this is what you you've gotten yourself into. Ah, you got to you got you got to have the bad days to appreciate the good days. Yeah, but I'll tell you, that that cold feels extra cold this morning with the kind of weather that. Well, that's because you showed up in shorts. Well, yeah, I know you're going to the gym, but uh, I'm going to the gym. You you could have had some put a put. I've got my hoodie on, my sweatshirt. Well, that's standard attire. Yeah, that's like the morning show uniform. Yeah, yeah. I wear I wear one. You're not when you're not around. Got to be got to be in the hoodie that's that's when the real good uh good, good had a good happened. uh good, good talk on uh what was that was this just tuesday or monday night you, you did you did i'm asking you oh i had a great talk yeah yeah I, I i mean i think it was good but it was um it was in silvis illinois and so the priest out there is just a wonderful man uh big shout out to him and uh but yeah we uh i said i i said to him you know it's lent i said you need to be in the confessional f- for the whole talk he says i won't be able to hear the talk i said i don't care there's going to be people that are going to want to go to confession as we speak here because i'm going to really kind of highlight confession and the eucharist and the tie-in between both of them so i kind of do a talk on the eucharist and reconciliation and holy orders mm. So the idea is, for me, is I think one of the reasons why we are so confused, many Catholics are confused on the sacrament of confession and the sacrament of the Most Holy Eucharist is because we have confused what the priesthood is. And so I kind of lay out and make the case what what true what, what, what the church's teachings on the priesthood is, the authority that Christ Jesus has given to them in very rare but very specific instances in the sacred scripture, and then what it is that they are able to actually do the power of the priest. They're the most powerful men in the world. Great job. I, I, that's, I, I love the opportunity, even as, as a deacon, but, but you're demonstrating here just perfectly that even as lay uh, evangelizers, right, yeah. that we can lead people to the sacraments. Oh, and, yeah. I, and I think... You know, I was just having a conversation with somebody on Sunday about, you know, why, why do priests uh, only, why is there only male priests? And I think, well, that's, that's really not the, the, the significant question here. It's like, what, what else can the rest of us do to exercise our priesthood that is given to us at baptism? Yeah, that's, so that's, say, a, and, and that's so a big I, one too. So I love the, uh, the opportunity, creating opportunities, like you just said, for people to go to confession, receive the grace of that sacrament. Get in right relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when they step forward to receive the Eucharist and say Amen, that there is no, you know, there's no barrier between them and God. Right? Well, there's- it's an opportunity when people ask those questions. You know, why, why only male priesthood and and all of that. Um, and and I get it. They're, they're good questions. People people are really hungry for answers to these. Certainly. So we can't dismiss them. Uh, but I think there's just there's a deeper level, much deeper level that we've got to go to before we can even get to that question. Uh, when it comes to the priesthood, and that is just simply what is the priesthood period? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it? What did Jesus establish? So let's like really look at what Christ Jesus established in sacred scripture, what they did. And we can go to Acts of the Apostles there and then how the early church understood that all throughout. So look at the, the early church fathers. How did they understand what the what the uh, uh, sacramental priesthood is? Right. What how how did. 
um, uh, the, 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 you know, the, the church of old and, and the apostles. So I kind of like to go, go back to all of that, but it's just important for us to be able to get, because this is, it's one of the most important questions in the world, because if we don't understand the priesthood and this vocation that God has given the highest vocation, by the way, let's be very clear on that. You know, and we, a lot of times people have gone away from that in our day because we don't want to offend or we, you know, mm-hmm. we, we think, well, just, well, then I'm not good enough. That's not the case at all. It's not what the church says. I don't feel inferior at all as a married man because holiness certainly isn't saying that they're holier than us, but what it is they're able to participate in and do for us is on another level that we're able to do. Uh, and, and to experience, which is why we need to pray for our priests, which is why it is such a grace to be able to pray for our priests and why we need to pray for them, because, you know, that's where the devil's going to go. And and why it is such a tragedy when a priest goes bad. Mm. Right. And and how we have seen the devastating effects that that can have on the life of the church over the over the centuries. Right. We're, you know, we, we of course, have, uh, the, the church in our day has gone through great scandal. But even even from the time of Jesus, you know, the first worst scandal the church has ever lived through was a Catholic bishop betraying our Lord in Judas. Yes. And it hasn't gotten any better from there. Right. But God has given us this in the power of the priesthood to make it right. And um, we got to work in our day to do so. Well, and we're going to have uh, uh, we're going to be highlighting many priests coming up here uh, March 19th through the 22nd, our Iowa Catholic Radio Spring Fundraiser. We are going to be highlighting those who have answered the call, vocation stories from uh, priests, religious brothers and sisters, uh, might even sprinkle in a few deacons into the uh, into the conversation. But it's going to be a great week uh, of, you know, storytelling. Yeah. Uh, priests revealing how, you know, they have answered the call uh, right now. We have our I think we're up to around 20 priests already scheduled and booked for that week. So you're going to want to tune in. Uh, March 19th through the 22nd. Good tie-in. Yeah, it was Boy. not even planned. Yeah, that was that was really A-plus work right of you right there. Hey, you set the stage. Yeah. You, you put the ball on the tee. I just, Man. I, for once, I didn't whiff. Knock it out of the park. I, 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 actually, I actually kept it in the fairway. There you go. Are you going to talk about the mafia in Italy, the suspect that... Uh, it tried to poison the priest. Did no, but, uh, but but I don't got... have time to do it. But I, I, I maybe we'll try to do it in the second half hour. But there was a they tried to poison a priest in his yeah. chalice. Right. Well, he was celebrating mass and he smelt it. Yeah. And so called the authorities. It, the, the whole story is at CatholicNewsAgency.com. We'll try to get to it in the second half hour. But yeah, I try really to I try incredible. to avoid police blotter uh, stories. Yeah, but that yeah. one's a, that was a fascinating. That's one, one of those that's really kind of up there. You don't hear about these very often. Right. But uh, this priest must be very outspoken. And the injustices that's happening in his area. So we'll uh, we'll try to tie it in when we come back in the second half hour. But I'll tell you, we got a great guest coming up right after this. Eustace Wolfington is going to be on. He's the executive producer of the movie Cabrini on Mother Cabrini's life, and they have just partnered with Angel Studios to bring it to theaters. We'll have that information for you when we come back. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. Everybody, don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, an authorized independent agent for Walmart Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Iowa, an independent licensee of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. Learn more at 515-226-2111 or cindyschulte.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and urgent eye issues. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. 
Support for programming comes from Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical, offering repairs, installations, and maintenance for the whole house, including heating and cooling systems and all things plumbing and electrical. Learn more at goldenrulephc.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from the Catholic Tuition Organization. Reduce or eliminate your Iowa income tax and instead give to the Catholic Tuition Organization and receive 75% Iowa tax credits. These tax credits are going fast, so reserve yours today and learn more about the Catholic Tuition Organization at ctoiowa.org. ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their futures. Catholic Tuition Organization, a great investment in our kids. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Next Generation Realty, a Catholic and family-owned flat-fee brokerage serving Central Iowa since 1994. Next Generation Realty can handle every step of the process of buying or selling a home. Learn more at nextgenerationrealty.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Fitness by Design, your neighborhood fitness studio. Located in Des Moines, offering PH or fitness classes, private and semi-private training, beamer, and massage. Learn more at fitnessbydesigndm.com, 515-770-3844. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Bozen the Florist. Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, weddings, whatever the message, say more with Bozen. Bozen.com, 515-244-ROSE. Bozen makes the moment mean more. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for tuning in today, friends. John Leonetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. Second half hour, by the way, we're going to be uh, welcoming back Susan Tassoni, the Purgatory Lady. We're going to talk about the connection between Purgatory and Lent today. So we're really still smack dab in the middle of Lent. Uh, we want to make sure that happens. We're having a little trouble getting uh, Eustace on, the executive uh, producer of Cabrini, on Mother Cabrini's life. So we're still working on that. Deacon. Yeah, you, you asked me about the, uh, the if I was going to report on the, the, the mafia story. with the Well, with we the got priest. time. We, well, we do have time. But, you know, the reason uh, sometimes the stories I select, it depends on the uh, uh, the names and, and the, the places involved. And there was there was just way too many words for me to trip over, uh, including oh, the, the name of the crime sure. organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I could just see myself butchering that that uh, particular story. But I, I, you've brought it up. And I, I think it's it's worth worth noting. Um you know, it doesn't really say why he was targeted uh, by the, uh, the the crime organization, but it, it sounds like it wasn't the first time there. There was there, it, he hit the priest. Yeah, it oh, sounds like yeah. there's been more than one attempt. Well, to, he's uh, obviously been intimidating out. Yeah, some some way, shape, or form, and this is kind of what the mafia does there, especially in the in the region of where they are in Palermo. Well, then maybe you'd have uh, with your Italian connections, you'd have some uh, insight. Uh, I've got none on this one. <laughs> <laughs> for once, yeah. for once, we yeah, found no, something John Leonetti doesn't no, know something no, about. No mafioso for Mark me. the that's, tape. That's not my. Uh, that's not my that, my group. No, no. But I, I, I was really heartbroken to hear this. Yeah. But, no, we don't. You shouldn't make. We, yeah, we shouldn't make light of well, it. Well, no. But. I mean, it, it's it's really interesting. It's something that you've never you, you never really hear. The of. story reads out of like a movie. Yeah, uh, it really you know, does. And, and it, but the reality is, is that it, even even in theater or in movies, uh, it, it's. It, it, it actually usually is it, it somehow motivated by real life. You're two for two yeah. on segues today. Yeah. We're going to a movie to talk about it with Eustace Wolfington, who's on with us right now. Executive producer of Cabrini. Hello, Eustace. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Um, Cabrini, Mother Cabrini's life. Uh, t- was this was this kind of your passion project? Well, actually, uh, I had great devotion to Mother Cabrini at a young age. Yeah. And- 
six years later, a nun walked in my office and said, will you help me do a movie? And I said, no. For six years, I turned her down. She took me to New York and introduced me to an Italian film company. I watched what they were going to do, and I said, we can't do that. We have to do a Gandhi-like movie on her. He was a Hindu. It didn't get in the way. She's a nun. It can't get in the way. We have to do a movie of a great woman, and her life must be discerned. So wait a second there. So you're, you're sitting back. You've always had a devotion to her. A nun just randomly walks in to your life and says, I want you to do a movie on Mother Cabrini. Yep. And you were saying, no, 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 you don't want to do this. Were, were you working in the movie industry before this? I had that? done one movie called Bella. Okay. And I, and I just never wanted to do another movie. Bella's a pretty good movie. Yeah, that was a great movie. Yeah, it's a really good movie. I mean, I can imagine that probably exhausted you, huh? Yeah. Well, when you make a movie, it's not making a movie; it's marketing a movie. Sure. It's a tremendous amount of work. Sure. And go ahead. But 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 in this movie with Cabrini, this movie is so beautiful. The cinematography is stunning. The acting, the music. And people walk into this movie, and they say, we're so upset about the broken world. And when we come into this movie, and we walk out on fire for life again. Mm. This guy's excited. We want to do better. It's had a tremendous transformation effect on absolutely everyone who's seen it, regardless of age, eight years old, 100 years old, male, female. I don't care what the ethnic group is. They fall in love with this woman and her life. What was so it about? What was it about Mother Cabrini that that really kind of um, enlivens, gives people life? Well, she was an underdog, and she had this tremendous ability to know what she wanted and to go after it, and know with all the obstacles that people kept throwing in her way, she just overcame them. Uh, she was a great educator. Uh, she understood the plight of the immigrant. Uh, her whole concept was to instill dignity. And then she would say to every uh, every, every citizen, uh, immigrant, look, you come from a great country, but you're now an American, and you're going to be a great American. And you're going to do it through education. And mm-hmm. she was a great educator. And you're going to do it on your own. And uh, she just instilled that in everyone. And uh, really she was is. a rocky woman. She was a, she was a rocky woman. A rocky woman, you say? No, she was the rocky of woman. The rocky of women. I like that. Um, and, and, and her holiness, really. I mean, she had a kind of an entrepreneurial spirit, too, right? She was such a great entrepreneur. Yeah. Whenever any of her nuns came to town... Instructions were to get a good lawyer and study contracts. That's and, funny. And she just uh, she was just a builder on all on her early projects. She had to get all the zoning, do all the financing, build the building, uh, set up the management. And she did this. She didn't come to America until she was thirty nine years of age. Wow. And between thirty nine and sixty seven. She built 60-some institutions around the world. It's just amazing. That is really incredible. 
Um, you say marketing the movie is always the, the most difficult part here. Um, you partnered with Angel Studios. That's not a that's not a small get here, a partnership. That, that's kind of a big deal. They're not going to take on just any movie. We, we, well, well, actually, what we did, we talked to all the, all the, you know, Universal, Netflix, Disney, yeah, uh, Amazon, and no one seemed to really know how to market this movie. Uh, Angel, they know how to market this movie, and they, of course, they won't take it on unless it's, appro- it's approved by their guild, which is two hundred fifty thousand people, and Cabrini got the highest score of any film ever presented to them. Really. Uh, the, the film that, that, that got us involved was uh, Sound of Freedom, which was the same uh, director, the same writer. And that's, that's has been the previous one to score the highest, and we, and we outscored that by 15 points. That is incredible. i I, I got to see this movie, man. So, so where or how do we find out if it's near us, Cabrini? It's, it's a... Uh, you, number one, you're right. It's a, it, it truly is a must-see movie. Yeah. Anyone coming in to see this movie say, "I never expected this. I'm blown away." Everybody has to see this movie, and it's, it's listed where we have a very wide re- release. Right now, we're in 2,600 theaters, and hopefully, we'll be in 3,000 theaters uh, on March the 8th when we release the film. So, if you just go to your local, just look up Cabrini, and, and all, all the uh, all the theaters will pop up. Uh, and um, we'll do that. I'll tell you what. It was the, the, the 2024 Cabrini movie, you can go to um, Angel Studios. They'll have an angel.com kind of where you can find this. I'm, I'm looking right now. It's playing in Ankeny. It's playing in Altoona. It's playing at Copper Creek. It's playing at Jordan Creek. It's playing at Waukee. It's playing in Ames and Indianola. So, I mean, it is all around, um, all around Des Moines and uh, in central Iowa. Uh, again, you can go to angel.com at slash tickets, and you can find out um, where this movie is. But really well done. And on Rotten Tomatoes, by the way, which is kind of the place to go anyway for um, for critique and, and uh, movie ratings, especially from the people, man, you're at 92%. That is huge. So the, it, that that is a really, really, really solid movie. Um, people are are obviously raving about it, brother. You did a great job. Yeah, it, it really is. Uh, it's it's just, it's an experience. Yeah, to go to this movie and people walk out pounding their hearts. It's awesome. It's a, and the, and usually it's a standing ovation. It's, it's just amazing. We've shown it all over the world. We've shown it in Hong Kong, Manila, Singapore. And the rave reviews, Rome. What's uh, your next movie? Uh, well, I'm, I'm just saying that Cabrini, we made Cabrini executive producer on this film. Yeah. And she took over from day one. <laughs> hey, you uh, said you weren't going to do a movie last time, and you did another one. So I'm, I'm assuming the Lord's not done with you yet, Eustace. Uh, well, <laughs> I think I'm going to have the same reaction that I had with the nun. <laughs> You're a good man. I want you to keep up the good work. And and by the way, friends, you can go um, uh, to just type in the Cabrini movie into Google, and uh, you can find the movie trailer there as well. Eustace Wolfington, God bless your work, brother. Thanks for coming on and talking about this great movie on, Cabri- on Mother Cabrini's life called Cabrini. God bless you.
Well, thank you for having me. Thank All right, me. friends. Coming up, second half hour, Susan Tassoni, the Purgatory Lady on Purgatory in Lent. What's the tie-in there? We'll have that for you when we come back. Make sure to go see that movie, Cabrini. It's a whole friendly family film as well, friends. We're we're excited to be able to um, to highlight it here on the Catholic Morning Show. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show, friends. Let's go right now to Father with today's Gospel and Reflection. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. As Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside by themselves and said to them on the way, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and scourged and crucified, and he will be raised on the third day. Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee approached Jesus with her sons and did him homage, wishing to ask him for something. He said to her, What do you wish? She answered him, Command that these two sons of mine sit, one at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. Jesus said in reply, You do not know what you are asking. Can you drink the chalice that I am going to drink? They said to him, We can. He replied, My chalice you will indeed drink, but to sit at my right and at my left, this is not mine to give, but is for those for whom it has been prepared by my father. When the ten heard this, they became indignant at the two brothers. But Jesus summoned them and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and the great ones make their authority over them felt. But it shall not be so among you. Rather, whoever wishes to be great among you shall be your servant. Whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave. Just so, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Hi, this is Father Nick Smith, parochial vicar of Christ the King Parish in Des Moines. Jesus tries to prepare his apostles today for his upcoming death, his crucifixion. He's trying to remind them that greatness will always involve suffering, just as for Jesus, his glorification involved going to the cross. We spend so much of our lives seeking to avoid the cross, avoiding inconvenience, avoiding pain at all costs. As Christians, we don't have a sadistic love of pain or suffering, but we don't seek to avoid it because we know that when we accept those crosses that come to us, cheerfully, generously, willing to bear them with the Lord, it will be our path to glory. So like Jesus, let us not avoid what the Father has planned for us, whether that be joys or sufferings, because through them, he will bring us to glory. May God bless you, and let us continue praying for each other. Iowa Catholic Radio would like to thank our business partner, Edible Arrangements, for their support, offering fruit bouquets and gourmet dip chocolate treats. On the go or have it delivered for that special occasion, ediblearrangements.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, offering insurance products for farm, ranch, machinery, livestock, and much more. It's your future. Let's protect it. Cindy's phone number is 515-226-2111. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from independent realtor Chris Foster. Chris has served clients with everything real estate throughout Iowa since 2019. 641-891-8178 or online at the number 4 saleia.com. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Westgate Dental, offering cosmetic, family, implant, and general dentistry. Located at 1073rd Street, Suite 1 in West Des Moines, just behind Dowling Catholic High School. Learn more at WestgateDentalIA.com. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for tuning in today, friends. We've got the purgatory lady, none other than Susan Tassoni, coming up. That's all I need to say for her. She is just awesome right around the corner, so make sure to stay tuned. She'll take over. She will. She always does. She is just that good, especially when it comes to purgatory. All right, Deacon Tony, let's pray. Today we have birthdays. We have a birthday for Addie Krogert. Good good old Addie from uh, Ootfeedum. Catherine Ward is celebrating a birthday, and Father Nick Smith from Christ the King Parish, who also does our Gospels, um, he is celebrating a birthday. So let us pray. God of all creation, we offer you grateful praise for the lives of those who recall today the special occasion and rejoice in your gifts of life and love, family and friends. We humbly ask you to hear their prayers and grant them their heart's desires in accordance with your holy will. Continue to bless them with your presence and surround them with your love, that they may enjoy many happy years, all of them pleasing to you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Let's go to your top news headlines of the day. Thank you, John. News today brought to you by the St. Sarah Club of Des Moines and the Sarah Club of Council Bluffs, an apostolate of worldwide Catholic Church dedicated to fostering and supporting priesthood and religious vocations. Learn more at joinsarah.org. President Joe Biden and former President Donald Trump won the Michigan primaries on Tuesday, further solidifying the all but certain rematch between the two men. Democrats were closely watching the results of the uncommitted vote as Michigan has become the epicenter for dissatisfied members of Biden's coalition that propelled him to victory in 2020. The number of uncommitted votes surpassed more than 10,000 votes, surpassing a goal set by organizers who were... uh, had an effort to protest uh, his the uh, the government's involvement in the Hamas and Israel war. Trump has now swept the first five states on the Republican primary calendar. His victory in Michigan over his last major primary challenger, former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley, comes after the former president defeated her by 20 percentage points in her home state of South Carolina on Saturday. Trump is looking to have the delegates needed to secure the Republican nomination sometime in mid-March. Hamas officials on Tuesday appeared skeptical about the ongoing hostage negotiations in statements that came after President Joe Biden said he hoped a deal would be reached within the next week before the upcoming Muslim holy month of Ramadan. The latest deal being proposed was put together by the U.S., Qatari and Egyptian mediators in Paris last weekend and includes the release of up to 40 women and older hostages, as well as the release of up to 300 Palestinians, mostly children, women and elderly people being held in Israel prisons, this all according to the Associated Press. And following up on a story in the first half hour, why does the girls' state tournament get such a bad rap for weather? It seems possible that many Iowans began associating the state tournament with snow during the 1960s. Following the 1959 championship game between Gladbrook and West Central, snow famously forced thousands of people to spend the night at Veterans Memorial Auditorium. The next year, more than seven inches of snow fell in Des Moines over four days of basketball action. Measurable snow would end up affecting five consecutive tournaments between 1959 and 1963. It is worth noting that all of these statistics apply only to snow and only to Des Moines and only during the specific days of the tournament. The 1998 tournament followed an 11-inch snowstorm the weekend before. 
Other years brought heavy snow to Iowa but spared the Des Moines area. In 1990, it was, wasn't was snow, but a historic ice storm that crippled much of the state during state tournament action. The outlook for the rest of the week is dry with rising temperatures. All right. Very good. Dry with rising temperatures. I like hearing that. Yeah. Let's go to Mark Amadeo for a, a scoreboard update. In sports on your Wednesday morning, last night, men's college basketball in the Big Ten. The Iowa Hawkeyes pick up a win at home as they defeated Penn State 90-81 at Carver Hawkeye Arena in Iowa City. Hawkeyes now in a tie for sixth place in the Big Ten with a 9-9 conference mark. Then the Hawkeyes were led by Peyton Sanford's first career triple-double, 26 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists. In Missouri Valley Conference men's basketball, the Northern Iowa Panthers pick up a win at home. Northern Iowa defeated Valparaiso 68-54 to at McLeod Center in Cedar Falls. The Panthers now 11-8 in the Missouri Valley Conference in fifth place. Tonight, men's college basketball in the Big 12. It's Oklahoma at number 8, Iowa State. They'll tip off at 7 o'clock at Hilton Coliseum in Ames. Iowa State is a 9.5-point favorite at home. And in Missouri Valley Conference men's basketball tonight, Drake is at Illinois Chicago. They'll tip off at 7 o'clock in Chicago, Illinois. Drake is an 8.5-point favorite on the road. The Bulldogs in second place, while Illinois-Chicago is in 11th place in the Missouri Valley Conference. Tonight in women's college basketball in the Big Ten, six-ranked Iowa on the road at Minnesota. They'll tip off at 8 o'clock at Williams Arena in Minneapolis. Hawkeyes in third place with a conference mark of 13-3, while Minnesota is tied for 11th with a 5-11 conference mark. And in Big 12 women's college basketball tonight, Iowa State on the road at number 15, Kansas State. They'll tip off at 6.30 in Manhattan, Kansas. The Wildcats in third place in the Big 12 with a 12 and 4 conference mark, while Iowa State in sixth place with a 10 and 6 conference mark. And Thursday morning, we'll have girls' state basketball coverage here on most of these Iowa Catholic radio network stations. Class 5A semifinals. It'll be number three seed Dowling Catholic with a record of 20 and 4, taking on seventh seed Cedar Falls with a record of 23 and 1. Our pregame coverage begins tomorrow morning at 11.30 with tip-off at 11.45 from Wells Fargo Arena in downtown Des Moines. Join Scott Babinat and me for the broadcast here on most of these Iowa Catholic Radio Network stations. And with your Wednesday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo. Thank you, Mark. Today's forecast brought to you by Confluence Brewing Company, hosting Theology on Tap, Friday, March 15th at 6 p.m. John Wynn will discuss the question, what does it mean to be human? Today, we're going to see sunny and breezy conditions with much cooler temperatures with highs only reaching into the lower 30s. Overnight, clear lows in the 20s with south winds gusting up to 20 miles per hour after midnight. And tomorrow, Thursday, it'll be sunny, breezy, and uh, warmer with temperatures in the upper 50s. We'll see some winds gusting up to 35 miles per hour out of the south tomorrow as well. Currently, high the low temperature is Nevada checking in at 7 degrees. Centerville, the high point at 14 degrees. Here in Des Moines, 10 degrees with a feels-like temperature of 8 below. And Oskaloosa checking in at 11 degrees this morning. Iowa Catholic Radio time is 7.38. Let's go to your Saint of the Day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. Attacks of all kinds seem to bounce off today's saint. His trust in God's providence kept him safe during his heroics. Blessed Daniel Brotier today was born in France in the late 19th century and was ordained in 1899. 
He developed a great missionary zeal and joined an order that took him to West Africa, where he preached the gospel enthusiastically. But his health suffered in West Africa, and he was forced to return to France. Daniel took the setback in stride and used the opportunity to raise funds for a new cathedral. When World War I broke out, Daniel volunteered to be a chaplain, and he served on the front lines in the trenches in France. He was daring, perhaps even reckless, in his efforts to minister to the dying on the battlefield. Remarkably, despite those heroic acts, Daniel did not suffer a single wound in 52 months of service. After the war ended, Daniel was invited to to develop a ministry in a Paris suburb, which tended to orphaned and abandoned children. He worked tirelessly and essentially unrecognized in his role for 13 years. Daniel died in 1936. He was beatified 48 years later. We ask today, blessed Daniel Brotier, to pray for us. Amen. When we come back, we are going to be talking to Susan Tassoni, the purgatory lady, all things purgatory and Lent. Don't go anywhere. You won't want to miss it. Let's go to your diocesan minute right now. You're listening to the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Here's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines this Wednesday, February 28th. I'm Anne-Marie Cox. Happy birthday to Father Nick Smith. Father Smith serves Christ the King Parish in Des Moines. This weekend, parishes launched the annual Diocesan Appeal. This is our opportunity to support the mission of the Church in our diocese. Our contributions support retired priests who spent a lifetime serving us and those who currently serve us through parish religious education programs, marriage prep programs, and more. Tune in to Bishop's Radio Show this weekend. He'll be talking with Mary Jo Hardy, who coordinates the Seven Sisters Apostolate. You can tune in Saturday at 8 or Sunday at 11. Tonight, the support group Nourish for Caregivers meets at 6 o'clock at Holy Trinity Parish in the School Media Center. That's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Anne-Marie Cox. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from the Catholic Tuition Organization. Contributions to CTL help pave the way for students to experience opportunity, greater knowledge, self-esteem, and success through Catholic education. CTL awards at least 90% of all annual revenue to eligible families. Applications for tuition assistance are being accepted now through April 15th. Learn more about how the Catholic Tuition Organization is a great investment in kids and their futures at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line is it's for the kids and their futures. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Next Generation Realty, a Catholic and family-owned flat-fee brokerage serving Central Iowa since 1994. Next Generation Realty can handle every step of the process of buying or selling a home. Learn more at nextgenerationrealty.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Bozen the Florist. Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, weddings, whatever the message, say more with Bozen. Bozen.com, 515-244-ROSE. Bozen makes the moment mean more. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for tuning in, friends. Let's go to our next guest. The Purgatory Lady, none other than Susan Tassoni. Welcome back, Susan. Well, Dr. Dr. Leonetti, ah. how are you? Ah, that's definitely not the case. I'm great, Susan. It's been a while. Too long. Well, well, we, we come at peak moments, at peak times, because uh, there are certain times of the year that we really have to do a, a purgatory push to get them over the wall. One is, Christ, one is All Souls Day, of course, as you know. Yes. And one is Christmas, because most souls are released 
on Christmas Day. Mm. And then the next, which is your timing, is incredible, Dr. Leonetti, um, <laughs> is Easter. The yeah. next greatest number of souls are released at Easter. So during Lent, we have a great opportunity to offer our sacrifices for the souls to get them home for Easter. What? Um, why Christmas? Why is Christmas like the one day that traditionally we know that most souls are released? Well, it's the birth of our Lord, the Savior, um, and number one. I mean, that's that's the main reason, and and, uh, and it's confirmed by uh, many saints uh, through their revelations that it's the nativity of our Lord mm. when the greatest number of souls, you know, the, are released. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he he's the Savior. He uh, he came down to save us, and. That, what what more what more can you say other than the resurrection as well? Wow, that, those it, are the two most powerful times of our you know in our faith. Yeah. Um, it, in fact, John, if you if you go ahead, I'm sorry, don't no, no, no. interrupt. No, you keep going. Well, well, I wanted to share this with you because most people don't know about this. We talked about you know those three key times when you should really be thinking about the souls. All Souls Day is not just the day; it's the whole month is turned over to the souls of purgatory, and then you want to bring them home for Christmas. Then after Christmas, you know what comes next? Lent. Well, I learned, and it's in my book, Praying with the Saints for the Holy Souls, that the Eastern Catholic Church doesn't celebrate All Souls Day on November second. Yeah, they celebrate what they call All Souls Saturdays. During Lent, and what happens is all the Saturdays of their great liturgy is given over to the souls in purgatory. So the the people give the names of all their families and friends that died that year, and they're put in a book called the Scroll of the Departed. Then at the end of the liturgy, um, the names are read out loud. No one is left out, no matter how long it takes them. And then the book is put in a corner um, uh, where uh, there's, uh, I guess there's a sacred icon or an icon corner is located, and then the parishioners can venerate and pray at this icon during Lent. So there's five of them, and um, the first before Lent, then three during Lent, and the fifth is on Saturday evening before Pentecost. Um, And so what we want to do is join our Byzantine brothers and sisters during the season of Lent and and let the souls of our loved ones join in the resurrection. Um, So just like Christmas, what do you want? They want to be home for Christmas. Well, they want to join in the resurrection, too. And we have the power and privilege to do that, John. We do, I, and I think that's a perfect tie-in here. But before we tie it into what I, where I wanted to go, I want to kind of take a step back, Susan, because there might be people listening right now that think, or are thinking, well, isn't purgatory just like of old? You know, I, hasn't the church kind of done away with that whole thing? <laughs> and we say no, you know, emphatically. It's a dogma of the church. It, it's a doctrine. It's yeah. a dogma of the church. The, the, the problem started, you know, after Vatican II, John, when things got thrown out the window, the baby with the bathwater. And, and so purgat- what, what happened was purgatory was a topic that wasn't taught in some seminaries. Mm. And so what's the fruit of that when it's not taught in seminaries? Well, they're not preaching it to the faithful. And there's confusion and there's no clarity, and, and it got lost. But, but there's a big turnaround, as you know. Um, uh, there was a, a Pew study done by one of my publishers, and the number one t- 
topic that they wanted to know more about than any topic in, in our faith. Guess what it was? It was purgatory. That's the biggest, biggest, most important topic, or that people want to want to you know want to know more about. But so, like I said, thankfully there's been a huge turnaround, and purgatory and purgatory is one of the most often asked topics uh, there is. Um, so, so is, if I'm just I'm backtracking here, but because again, what happened with with it, it not being taught in the seminaries? Well, guess what? It wasn't taught in religious ed classes. It wasn't addressed in homilies. It was deemed as pre-Vatican, um, and it, you know, it, it was considered antiquated. And so, what was the result of that, John? A generation of youth learning little or no, nothing about not only purgatory, but about faith, about grace, about sin, and about hell. Um, so, the teachers and parents, what happened? They lacked the knowledge or understanding to talk about purgatory with their own students and their children. But there's a comeback, as you as you know. Yes, purgatory is everywhere. It's on the comeback. I, I it is well. There's. I mean, I've done nine books on purgatory. Well, we did the children's book, John, yep. um, which they sold eleven thousand copies. I, if you want to give a gift for kids, put that book in their Easter basket. If you want to teach them and t- learn your, teach yourself about purgatory. It's 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 up for ten awards, John. After in March, I'll I'll know. But it's just phenomenal. It's gotten a great reception in, in Catholic schools. Um, but I lost my train of thought here. No, I'm it's sorry. okay. I, listen, folks. I, I am probably not going to die a finished product, right? Uh, God is God is still working in my life. Um, you know, I may still die with attachments to sin. Uh, most of us do. Um, you know, uh, save from mortal sin here, a complete rupture from God, and there's gradations in order uh, for it to be considered a mortal sin. But, right, you know, right. the, purgatory is not kind of a, a place just of punishment. You know, that's sometimes what we think of it as. It's really a place, Susan, of mercy, right? It, you, you, yeah. you know your purgatory stuff, John. It's the masterpiece of God's mercy. Mm. He's not trying to lower the boom. He's not trying to say, you failed me completely. He's not trying to say, I'm through with you. He's trying to, um, he's trying to help you repair what was left undone or done poorly or rejected. Um, so he's preparing his unprepared children to be able to stand before him. So it's not a punishment. That's the wrong word. Yeah. Um, that's the wrong word to use. It's his, his mercy, and, and he has to purify us because he's all pure. He's all majestic. He's all holy. And you can't, and, and, and my book, Day by Day, talks about this every day. There's something what the saints say. Even if you had an opportunity, you're standing before God, to, to go to go to heaven, and you see, because you're going to see your own self. That's yep. how you're being judged. You're going to look at yourself, and you see one stain. You hurl yourself to purgatory. You say to him, "I'm not ready." You make that decision. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's like you know, not being prepared to go for a wedding. You're not ready. You're not dressed up. We'll want Same to. Thing. We'll want so, to go. I mean, we we will want to purify. So Jesus says, "Be perfect yeah, as your yeah, heavenly Father." No rejection. I'm sorry. I just want to say that there's yeah. there's no rebellion in purgatory. Yeah, yeah. Jesus says, "Be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect." And while some of us read that, and we kind of well, I mean, that's impossible. It would be unjust for our God to be able to command an impossibility from us. It doesn't make any sense. So it is possible that we are and can be perfect. Only the perfect can reside with God in heaven for all eternity. 
Purgatory is the place of perfection. It's a place of purification. It's the place that just as gold is taken out of the ground as ore, right, with useless material around it, mm-hmm. it takes fire to burn it to set it free. And so we will want to be purified. What a what a merciful God you to said put us the, at our you best. Said the, you said the right word, John. It's not a punishment. It's a purification. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, uh, and, and we choose our heaven, hell, or purgatory. We're, we're, you know, we're paving the road. You don't just end up saying, how did I get here? It's your decisions that you have made throughout life that is either steering you to heaven, hell, or purgatory. So you're the one that's really shaping that. Amen. Um, what is a, a powerful prayer to pray for the souls in purgatory? Someone that's maybe never done this before in their life and they want to start. Yeah. How do they start? The, the number one Prayer for the dead of the Catholic Church that has a partial indulgence is the eternal rest prayer, John. Mm. The eternal rest prayer. That's the number one prayer of the dead for, you know, of the, for our, from our church. The, the prayer that they, the official prayer for the dead of our church is the eternal rest prayer. And every time you say that, you know, you gain a partial indulgence. Eternal rest granted to them, O Lord, let perpetual light shine upon them. May they rest in peace. In fact, the children's book that I that I wrote, you know, the story, John, and you got a copy of it. Guess what I did? I weaved that prayer throughout the whole book. So by the time that the children are done with the story, they know that prayer, and the parents know it too. This is uh, and may all the souls of the faithfully departed to the mercy of God rest in peace is what we're talking about, and this is something that we pray often as a family right after um, our, our meal prayers. Susan. I mean, it's a really good place. That's wonderful. In fact, John, that's a tradition that goes way back, again, was lost, where where you say the eternal rest prayer before and after meals. It's so powerful. Um, I have, it's so cute, a friend of mine, they were doing it, and her grandson was at the table, and so he, he, you know, um, he he said the prayer, and then he goes, R.I.P. <laughs> yep, that's exactly it, uh, friends. Uh, Susan, what's what's a good starting point for a book? For you've written nine on purgatory. What's what's a good starting yeah, point? The, you know, John, the two that that um, seem to just be. Well, they're all perennials. There's one day by day for the Holy Souls. If you want to know about purgatory from the saints, if you want stories, if you want encyclicals, if you want poets, if you want, you know, uh, saints' revelations, everything. Because I, I, I did my research at, at Mundelein Seminary here in Chicago. They have the largest collection of books on purgatory in the country. Really? And so I was a yes, I didn't know this. I didn't even, you know, you know this was part of God's plan. had no idea. Um, that they were it. And um, so I was able to glean all the greatest writings of purgatory and put them into a day-by-day, and that seems to be a very, very popular book. Now, if you want to know more about, you know, stories of the revelations of the saints, you've got Praying with the Saints for the Holy Souls and what to do all year round. In fact, that also Saturdays is in that book, too. And, of course, John, I have to say this, and it's probably the, the epitome of all my books, for the children, don't forget the children. We've got, you know, we've got the, our, our new book, um, a, a story about the Holy Souls, uh, New Friends Down Forever. And there's a whole section for parents that teach you about purgatory in case the kids uh, ask questions, which I have to share with you, Jed. I'm getting feedback from the children uh, from the book. They want to know if there's bubble gum in heaven. <laughs> they want to know if they could go swimming in heaven. They want to know um, what Mr. Ray, because it's a story. We taught them through a story, what he died of. And one little boy, actually, this is on Amazon, 
got so excited about the book that when it was time, I guess, they were having a treat, he turned to his mother and said, I'm offering up for the souls. When I heard that, I know we captured it. So wow. I can't stress enough that book, John. I honestly got, I, it's just, I'm still awed by it. I, I'm, it took my breath away. That book took three years to do. So we, we have to reach the children. You have to plant the seed. Uh, you know, you have to teach them. You have to take them to the cemetery. You have to teach them how to pray because if you don't, what's the fruit of that? They become godless and they won't know where to go. Susan Tassoni, everyone. Yeah, we know the go. Susan, you're, you're, you are the best. I love what you do. So you know you, I'm John. a huge fan. And, um, friends, if you pick up a Susan Tassoni book, you will not be disappointed. You will learn, 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 and then begin to pray, pray, pray. I know she's helped me a lot. God bless you, Susan. We'll talk soon. Oh, happy Lenting, John. And, and you as well. And, and let's get those souls home for Easter. Let's Thank do it. You. God bless. Let's Bye-bye. do it. All right. What a show today, friends. What a show. Deacon Tony. Let's pray. Let us pray. Take, O Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will. Whatever I have or hold, you have given me. I restore it all to you and surrender it wholly to be governed by your holy will. Give me only your love and your grace, and I am rich enough and ask for nothing more. May the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit come down upon all of us. Protect us all from evil and bring us to his everlasting life. Amen. Hey, friends, we still have some room for some challengers at the $1,000 level or more. Uh, You become an automatic challenger for our next uh, Iowa Catholic Radio pledge drive that's going to be taking place here in March Um, and just around the corner. I shouldn't say here because it's not here yet, but $1,000 or more. If you'd like to put up a match, that goes a long way to be able to really inspiring people to continue to give. Again, $1,000 or more. You can go to iowacatholicradio.com. To put up a match there, you can give us a call during normal business hours as well, 223-1150. Thanks so much for your support, all of you, all, and what you continue to do. Let's remember to pray for the holy souls today. I'm John Linetti. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. Catholic Morning Show is a production of the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. To hear this and other programs, visit iowacatholicradio.com or download the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Here in this worn and weary land where many a dream has died.